Hello, everyone, and welcome to Popcorn for Breakfast. Today, we have a unique and exciting movie review for you. That's right. Today, we are reviewing Argyle, directed by Matthew Vaughn. You may have noticed that name from the Kingsman series, and possibly written by Taylor Swift. That's right. You heard me right. We'll talk about it in just a second. I can't sing the all the right lyrics. Well, I hate it when you sing over a different song too. That like breaks my brain. <laughs> are we going? Are we? Are we starting with the Taylor Swift thing? Oh, I think we have to. I think we have to. So we have discovered something very special about this movie that we reviewed. I had no idea. Discovered? Until, no, yeah. I've known. I've known Kirk. I've been. I've been <laughs> on this from day one. Day one. Day one. Wow, that's impressive. I found the TikTok trend, and I was like, I was super sleuthing it. So here's the rumor. The rumor is that the newest movie by Matthew Vaughn, again, of Kingsman film fame, he is the director of the film. That's fact. (laughs) That's not a rumor. But the rumor is that Taylor Swift, the billionaire musician extraordinaire, Taylor Swift, has possibly written this film. Incorrect. Written the book that the film is made. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Jason Fuchs wrote the movie. So she may have written the source material for this under a different pseudonym. Take us through how... Ellie Conway. How the, conf- the, the connections for this came about. Yeah, so the book is written by an author named Ellie Conway. And the book, I don't believe, has come out. Or the movie was due to come out before the book. Sometimes this happens in Hollywood. You get yes. the the movie rights get sold before the book is even released if it's a really hot uh, movie. So like uh, the Bong Joon-ho movie that's coming out soon that is Mickey 17. It's based on a novel called Mickey 7, which at the time that the movie was announced, the book hadn't even been released yet. The book. So it's crazy. I don't know why you would ever do that, but it's being done. Right. Apple paid $200 million for the rights to this book, and the author is someone nobody knows. Nobody By knows. By the name of Ellie Conway, which is also the name of a character in this movie, played by Bryce Dallas Howard. And so people started making assumptions about this character. Uh, people tried to reach out. There were various news outlets trying to get a hold of the author. And when they did, the only name they could find in connection with her was the name of a character. Hang with me here. This is This is convoluted. <laughs> The only name they could find was the name of a character from an Australian soap opera called Neighbors, which is the same soap opera that Margot Robbie Correct. was on. And that character's birthday is December 13th, oh my gosh. which is the same birthday as Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. And the movie, as you've probably seen in the promotional materials and the book as well, features a cat, a certain breed of cat. I'm led to believe by the TikTokers that this breed of cat is the same breed that Taylor Swift has three three of. She has three cats, and they're all the same breed of cat, if I'm, if I'm understanding correctly. Wow. And 
based on the Netflix film, um, was it called Miss Americana or something? Her like her concert tour movie prior to eras. Yeah, yeah. She carries her cats around in a similar bag. What? And so various media outlets have refuted the report that Taylor Swift wrote this book. Like there's all these articles. If you go search it, it's like, no, Taylor Swift didn't write Argyle. But nobody has a good reason. Like nobody says who wrote it or how they know. They're just like sources have confirmed that Taylor Swift did not write this. So naturally, I think Taylor Swift wrote this. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Swifties. I'm with you. All the TikTokers, Let's go, Swifty Nation. Let's rock. He let's believes ride. it. He believes it. You have your friendship bracelets on right no, now. No, I don't. I, I'm very new to this. Uh, it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, I don't know any of the inside jokes or the the Easter eggs or any the of moments that. when you stand, you clap, you call back. There's you know? yeah, yeah. I got to get up to speed, but um, I I know one thing, and that's that she wrote the book that this movie is based on. <laughs> you can't see this on camera, everybody, but over the stage left of, of our filming, Cameron has red yarn oh. tied into a thousand different pictures of Taylor Don't Swift. Don't tell of them. <laughs> it just goes, the entire wall has been taken over. Um, Cameron's kids has been have been taken away from him as of five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it's for the best, really. It's it's become an obsession, but we, uh, we're going to get through it. I... I hope that one day we find the reality of this and that it is proven that it is her or that Taylor Swift hires someone to pretend to be Ellie Conway. It's definitely, well, Taylor Swift, you know, she loves this stuff. Yeah. Like, I think she likes all the intrigue and otherwise she wouldn't do it. So um, she's not outwardly saying no to my understanding. So I'm like, so it's somebody writing under a pseudonym. And I know like JK Rowling has written under a pseudonym before and okay. released books. Lots of authors have done this. Dr. Seuss. Um, yeah. William Shakespeare. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the greats. <laughs> it could be. And, uh, that's just the book, but we're here to talk about the movie. Wow. I'm, I'm so intrigued by this. I think we need to have like a 10 part mini series, uh, over this. So we're going to figure this out off, yes, off camera we and will. off recording. So Bring it back. stay tuned for that. Um, so let's get right into this film. We're not going to sugarcoat anything for you today. That's the difference in this. And the reason we bring up that possibly Taylor Swift wrote the book, the source material that became the film is because this movie is awful. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We... There, there's no, there's no way to, 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 amp up this movie um i think that this will be a good hate watch movie for you in the future but by no means should anyone be spending their money on this and they really didn't if you looked at the box office number it was under 40 million uh no one went to see this that didn't have to see this yeah it was a it was a rare occasion and for those of you who have been with us all these years watching this podcast you know that kirk and i try to avoid talking to each other about the movies as much as humanly possible sometimes we go to the movies and it's hard to avoid talking about it there's a few comments here and there but we really do like we really put forth an effort to make sure that our viewpoints are as unobstructed as possible this movie is one of the rare exceptions where both of us saw it separately and disliked it so much that we felt the need to reach out (laughs) and say listen i don't think i can give an honest, unfiltered, uh, I don't think I can find positive things to say about this movie. Yeah. We got to figure something else out. So we did. Yeah, that's right. So we'll still be spoiler free for yes. this episode. That way you can watch this 
and make your well. own opinion, which is still important. Which the reviews are very mixed on this online. We're seeing some high reviews and we're seeing some very low reviews in other outlets. Well, the IMDb reviews are high. 6.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes came in at 39% opening weekend. Mm-hmm. So, so that's like mixed-ish. Lower end of mixed, obviously. Yes. Um, the 6.1 could be driven by Swifties. It could that's, be all Swifties. It could be, it could be <laughs> the Swiftie effect. You know, it could be just... Uh, <laughs> it's like the op, It's like it's like the Zack Snyder effect, but now with Swifties. It happened to the NFL. Now it's happening to this movie. I can imagine that Taylor Swift is secretly funneling money to all of these <laughs> giant uh, warehouses where they have all of these Swifties uh, just typing up new reviews yes. for yep. it. Yep. I, that's probably what's happening yeah. all over the world. So that mm-hmm. way it's not isolated into one specific area. She's got VPNs going everywhere yeah. all, all globally. Cause she has the money to Slovenia, do so. the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's She's also filing thing. for bankruptcy as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. Things are going to be a little bit different today. The awards are going to be the opposite of good because that's what this movie is. Literally the opposite of good. So we're going to kick things off. Cam, you have the distinct honor of this very unique and special edition episode of pop popcorn for breakfast to do this the category that you are going to be declaring your accolades to happens to be and the razzie goes to yes. referring to if you've not seen you know there's a whole award system based on bad performances in film the razzie awards tell us who the worst performer in this film was yeah i mean this the performances in this movie are actually what was the catalyst for this whole format and why you know we were like just talking and thinking we can't find one good performer in this movie. And because of that, we have to change our whole format. So we're doing in the Razzie goes to my Razzie goes to Bryce Dallas Howard. Holy cow. (laughs) Bad. This is a career low for her without a doubt. And here's the thing, Kirk, and I'm not trying to dog on her personally. I'm sure she's a wonderful person. She's not a good actor. She's done some good things in the acting world. I think the help, she was good in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Jurassic World, there's not a lot great going on there. There's there's just not, there's a, there's a very, her range is very limited. She is a talented person and a talented director. Yes. She's directed episodes of The Mandalorian and others. Um, per, so perhaps like her father, Ron Howard, not the greatest actor, good director. She can do the same thing. And I think that she should. I think... After this movie, I would be thrilled not to see another movie with her in it again. Um, I mean that in the nicest way possible, even though that's obviously very mean. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I wish her no ill will, but this was a terrible performance. I couldn't believe how bad it was. I couldn't believe how quickly it was apparent that this was a terrible performance. I mean, it was like one minute of screen time, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so bad. And sure, the script is the script is bad. Um, and there were a lot of good actors in this movie that still struggled because of the script. But her performance was especially bad. Her scene, she was giving her scene partners absolutely nothing to work with. Yes. It was so cheesy and poorly, like poorly executed. I, I can't even I, I can't even think of more to say other than that. There are two moments, again, spoiler free, there are two moments specifically that are kind of well, I say moments, they're recurring throughout the film where she does a lot of blinking. Mm. And mm. I, I don't I can't fathom how the director Matthew Vaughn would say, Yeah, that's good. That's exactly it's the like, take. That's we want. not a reaction. No. Uh, like unless you're the blinking guy, the gif, the <laughs> 
Is that okay? <laughs> uh, not, I'm just like, wh- what is this? What What are we doing? And the second one, there's a there's a moment where she's remembering something, like an epiphany that she's having, putting putting the pieces together, if you will. And I kid you not, it's just like, like oh. Whoa! Oh, the Are face you, acting. The squinching of her eyes and her face is all just miscombobulated, and it's it's so laughable. That's a that, new word, miscombobulated. Thank you, thank I like you. That. It's so laughable the performance that no one caught this and said we we're doing something wrong. We need to redirect the actor immediately. I don't get it. I think it's one of these situations like my, my, I think, you know, this, my long standing theory on Zack Snyder yeah. is that he's a really nice guy. Actually, I know he's a really nice guy because I've seen like the behind the scenes and I've seen interviews with him. He's like a, a supremely nice guy. And that's why nobody will tell him like, Hey, that was a bad take. Let me get another one. Right. Cause he's just like, Oh yeah, let's just, let's just go. That was great. Ugh. And I think this same thing with Bryce where it's like, she seems great. And ev- all of her, Co like cast members always love her like mm-hmm. build these great bonds with her you see the behind the scenes whatever so I think they just can't they can't stomach it they can't tell her that like that was terrible if I'm in the industry I'm just gonna be like oh my gosh look at this look at this directing opportunity that's uh, that I somehow have an opportunity to pass to someone hey Bryce uh, yeah give it to her <laughs> hey take this right she now she can do it and she needs to not be acting drop out of every acting contract you have no you'll you'll be forgiven yeah. you'll be paid and do the directing thing. That's fantastic. Bryce Dallas Howard, you win the Razzie, and quite possibly you might win the official Razzie. <laughs> no, there's a really good chance. There's a really good chance. She's my front runner right now. <laughs> this next one pains me. This is also my Razzie. My Razzie goes to Mr. Henry Cavill. And didn't Ooh. we discover... It's hard, right? Did we discover his name is pronounced differently? Cavill? No, Cavill is right. Cavill is right. We used to pronounce it Cavill. Cavill, because he's British. Henry it's Cavill. Cavill. Henry Cavill, uh, Mr. Superman himself, uh, Mr. Witcher himself, just bad. I mean, I can get past the bad haircut that you see in in the trailer. That's stylized. It's on purpose. It's to uh, paint a very distinct character. Sold. No problem. Give me something. He was on autopilot the entire time. I don't know if like his inner morale just like immediately died, like his soul died <laughs> working on this film, and he said. I can't put any effort into this because if people see me trying, I, then I'm going to overact and it's just going to be awful all around. Um, just just awful. Just really, really also awful uh, to see him suffer and squirm through this whole piece. I'm going to say something because you're 100% right. Career low for him. Yeah. Fair? Is that fair? Very fair. He didn't have that much screen time, though he gets top billing. On everything here, you, you notice that he's Superman. It's I know, but like <laughs> Sam Rockwell's in this movie. He's an Academy Award winner, right? I or nominee? So. Uh, definitely. Did he nominee. win for three billboards? I thought he won Best Supporting for three billboards. I think so too. Anyway, he's fantastic, and he should have been the top billing based on screen time L- level Bryce, of difficulty Bryce for the role. On screen time, she's the you know the like she's she's the main. The catalyst for the whole movie. She's the protagonist, right? So could, call sheet should have read call sheet and top billing. Bryce followed by Sam Rockwell. It's very shocking that he's not in the top. Yeah. So I don't understand why Henry Cavill gets top billing, but here's what I'll say. I think I might be out on Henry Cavill. <gasps> I think I might be. What about Enola Holmes? One, not two. 
I thought he was good in both. But better only, in one. Only kind of good. Better in one. I'm just saying, man, you look through the resume. Oh no. It's mostly stinkers. Oh no. I think it's mostly stinkers. Mission Impossible, Fallout. Mm-hmm. Good. But we're talking, you know what I mean? <laughs> like this much talking happening there. Yeah. Otherwise, just fighting. I think he's good at the fighting. Um, I don't know. I'll reserve judgment for one more film, but I'm telling you he's on my list. Like, I think I might be, I'm close to out on him. Cam's this already, was bad. Cam is dropping ultimatums this entire episode, so <laughs> this, be prepared. This was bad. This was bad. Real quick, everybody run to IMDb, look up, see, make sure your favorite actors are not on there because they might end up on the dead list. It's true. On Cam's favorite actors. Um, by the way, Sam Rockwell did win an Academy Award, so... For, for three billboards. so Best supporting, correct? Best supporting. Yes. There we go. All right. On to our next. <laughs> this is painful yet fun. Uh, <laughs> on to our next award, typically described as scene stealer. Cam, I'm going to call this scene, scene destroyer. Scene killer. Ooh, scene, scene killer. Scene destroyer. I like it. Lovely. Scene barfer. <laughs> Someone who barfs all over this camera. I don't know. I don't know. It should have a stupid name because it's for stupid characters yes <sighs> okay i have to really think about this one because there's a lot of options okay as you know do you want me to go first this time no Just no to switch no, it no, up no. and steal yours i'm gonna go first and probably steal yours uh-oh this is probably unfair though but i'm still gonna do it ariana debose i'm going with <laughs> ariana debose that's not mine who gets very little screen time but is awful in the screen time she gets because she's it's really like she's given no nothing to go off of. But she does this <laughs> she in this one scene, uh, she does this she does something with her body where she's like trying to look cool and it's so bad. It's so bad. I I laughed out loud. I was the only person in the theater who laughed at it, but I laughed out loud because I was so stupid looking. And Ariana, if you're if you're listening, um, God love you, first of all. But you, you can sing despite the weird thing that happened at yes, the Grammys. Yes, and you deserved your Academy Award for West Side Story. You yes. were fantastic. This seemed like a paycheck kind of role because I think Apple was doling out tons of cash around this movie, which is why they got all these people. Right. Um, you're better than this, and this was bad, so never again. That's all. Wow. Wow. Abysmal. She's forgettable. Her role is so small. It is very small, but it was so bad in the small time. It was like... Yeah. There, I mean, again, there are options, but she was real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine's going to... This is also unfair. My scene destroyer goes to the stupid CGI cat in this film. Ooh. I mean, this, I guess this really goes to the entire CGI creative uh, special effects team because awful so you this cat is like central to bryce dallas howard bryce dallas howard's uh maybe it's her emotional pet so i don't want to like dog on it too much but she, the the cat itself looks terrible does nothing for the story of this film and i don't understand why they didn't just use a real cat in 90 percent of the cases we see the cat in real time once at the beginning of this yes. film cgi the rest of the time there are such bad scenes with the cat, um, like just being held. Yes. And you're like, why is this a CGI cat? You it's know, just being held. It looks terrible. They needed a practical cat. I'm, there are trained 
cats out there that are losing work because of the CGI choice <laughs> for this cat in Argyle. I am I am so offended by this. I'm yes. calling SAG-AFTRA immediately following this you recording. You should call PETA too. I think <laughs> PETA as well. It's not, it's not cool. And uh, yeah, it's like, why whenever someone hold like if someone's holding a cat, you don't even need a trained cat for that. No. You need a cat that can sit still for a couple seconds, which is like any cat probably or most cats. Yeah. And instead they did CGI and it looks so bad because they're like moving their arm around. The cat's moving in a natural way. This was like 1998 level bad looking like Jumanji. Oh, Jumanji. (laughs) Here's a deep cut, but it's, this is actually a practical uh, reference in American sniper (laughs) with uh, Bradley Cooper. They have to hold a baby, but the baby is a fake doll, and they're like oh. they're like tossing it around like an empty coffee cup almost. Oh no, it's, it's terrible. They're like kind of having an argument. They're passing the baby. It's like that is a one hundred percent fake baby. You can see the seam on his head. That was a better choice <laughs> than to have the CGI cat in Argyle. Yes, it's, yes. It's it's not even a question. Good. Let's move on because otherwise the rest of the episode will be about that the darn cat. cat. Yeah. The next one. Previously titled Showstopper, but not for our special episode. This one's called Biggest Train Wreck Moment. Yeah, good. Um, well, I think there comes a time <laughs> early in the movie where you realize this thing is going to be a train wreck. And ironically enough, it takes place on a train. <laughs> and it's when we first meet <laughs> Sam Rockwell's character. And... Um, uh, you know, a spy fight scene ensues on the train. I think it's in the trailer, possibly. Yes. I hope so. It there is. Pieces of it are. It is. And um, it is so poorly edited. And they're doing this weird thing where they're cutting back between, like, the real world and the meta the meta world. Like, mm-hmm. the you, when you see the movie, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And it's terrible. And they milk it way too long. And the... Uh, the action sequences don't even look good. They look super fake. Like you're watching a stage show and uh, Matthew Vaughn is like supposed to be good at this. Like I've seen the Kingsman uh, movies minus the most recent one, the King's man, Same, the prequel, right? The prequel. Um, I've seen kick ass and I've seen, uh, I think he did X-Men first class, which was all phenomenal. Yeah. Great movies and, and good action movies. This was nuts, so bad, and the editing is what sticks out is so bad. So choppy, things are not consistent, the the constant cutaways to Bryce Dallas Howard's reaction to what's happening are mm. terrible, it's too much, all of it was bad. Um, that's the first scene where you're like, uh oh, <laughs> you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be rough. That's fantastic, that's fantastic. I was out much earlier than that. Yeah, I think there are times earlier where it's like that was bad but you're like okay well let's see what we can do if we mm-hmm. can come back once you get to that train though you're like it's over yeah i think there's three pivotal moments three literal and metaphorical train wreck moments the first is the open there's an opening cgi that will make your eyeballs bleed it's so bad <laughs> it is so bad so bad uh the second is this train wreck uh train fight scene that cam has mentioned and the third one there is a, a battle right it's a spy movie there's a there's a battle like we're up against the odds what are we gonna do uh it's not a, a doy ex machina moment but there's a big moment like come to arms let's let's fight these people 
and the CGI in that is the worst of it all. It's like they just kept getting worse CGI as the film progressed. Though there is a Doi Ex Machina moment after that <laughs> there is. that has even worse CGI. There is. <laughs> Actually, there if you can believe is. that. If you can believe that. Oh, I forgot about that scene. I, I uh, omitted it. I pushed it down so I wouldn't remember it. That's the, the scene. Yeah. That's the scene where I heard collective groans. The oh. actual, the actual Doyex Machina moment in so the film. That's fantastic because my theater enjoyed this film. Oh, they actually—they're the IMDb reviewers. That's them. They were all Swifties. Six point ones. They all had uh, Taylor Swift jackets on, uh, dressed like her. There's a star over one of the eyes. That's a thing now. And uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey jerseys, duffel bags, duffel and jerseys. Bags. Yeah, good, <laughs> great, good for them. Moving on. We've trashed this film enough. We've I thought it a lot. <laughs> I thought we'd take one brief moment to say one nice thing about this film. Say one nice thing. Okay. You have to say one nice thing, Cam. What is the single kindest thing you can say about this film? Yeah, so yes. I'm not giving it a zero, so there should be something nice that I can say. Spoiler Um, alert that you're not not giving giving it a a zero. zero. I don't know that I'll ever give that a zero. Um, I would say the one nice thing that I like about this movie is there is... There is a point where you're introduced to a character played by Sam Jackson, who appears in this movie, and uh, there is a reveal around that time of a a plot, like a plot turning point that occurs as well. And at that point you're like, okay, maybe this starts to kick into gear. And Sam Jackson is actually kind of a delight in this movie. Yeah. He gets very little screen time and being him, being Samuel L. Jackson and being the legend that he is, um, almost certainly plenty of improv was involved here. And he and uh, Matthew Vaughn have good working rapport from their time working on the Kingsman, the original Kingsman where Samuel L. Jackson's character is awesome. So there's a scene there where you get a, you get a prolonged period of time where you get some good Samuel L. Jackson moments. You get some good Sam Rockwell going on and the plot almost feels like, okay, maybe we can pick up the pieces here. Mm -hmm. It's brief. Um, (laughs) That hope gets crushed into a thousand million pieces very shortly after that. But there is a brief respite there. In the middle. Respite? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. There you go. That's beautiful. It's a very kind thing to say about this <laughs> film. You. It's very nice. I had to really, really dig for that one. If I'm digging deep, uh, this one, I don't really know that it actually compliments the film. Uh, there is, uh, if you can believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, there is a brand new Beatles song. That's right. The Beatles released a new song in 2023. They used a, uh, a demo tape uh, from John Lennon that he had just had that they surfaced in the, in the mid nineties. And they said, Oh my goodness, it'd be so great if we could use this. Uh, they couldn't quite figure it out. They couldn't quite clear the, the background audio cause it was on a cassette. And then thanks to the incredible developments of AI, they were able to isolate his piano versus his vocal and then add back in their authentic music and voices for harmonies. It's, it's truly incredible. It's absolutely, it's called now and then the song. It's truly incredible. Um, this song makes no sense anywhere to be played in this film, but when it played, I'm like, Hey, I like that song. Cause it's very fun. It's very lovely. Uh, it incites an emotion immediately. I like the song. It is overplayed in this film 1000 times. Uh-huh. Um, 
so I guess I'm not saying anything nice anymore. Yeah, I was like, wait, where's the nice part? <laughs> the nice part was briefly being <laughs> taken out of this movie and listening to the the incredible phenomenon that is the new Beatles song in 2023 and forevermore. That is my nice. That doesn't count. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count, but that's fine. I'm not going to. It will. I don't know if you'll ever be able to find something nice to say, so I won't. I won't make you do it. I think that's where I stand. I think that's where I stand. And before we give you our final thoughts on this uh, film, movie, um, event, movie, movie, definitely a movie. Um, in fact, we typically just call that our final thoughts and scores. I'm going to call it our final thoughts and obliteration. But before we get there, we want to give a brief shout out, a wonderful, strong shout out to our title sponsors, our premier sponsors, Smoothie King, local area, St. Louis Smoothie Kings uh, over in St. Louis area and in Belleville and Granite City. I am so addicted to it right now. I've always had a love for once Smoothie King came about. And of, of course, when they came into this area, I'm like, I need to get that as often as possible. I'm still going strong. I think if we're going on like a seven day week, because that's how long a week is for. That is how long a week is. Good, Kirk. <laughs> Go on. Thank you. Uh, I would say that I get a smoothie f- at least five days out of seven days of that week. Yeah, I'm averaging six out of seven right now. Well. So take that. Well, I didn't know this was going to turn into a competition. Saturdays, baby. Saturdays are such a good day to do it. Um, I mean, I always feel better when I have a smoothie versus any other food. If I could replace all of my eating with smoothies, I think I would be um, so happy and and I would just switch it up between all of the incredible different flavors and combinations and additives and uh, nutritional boosts and and just has everything there you can imagine uh, for for your nutritional needs to whatever your your goal is whether it is to to get fit to slim down to bulk up um, maybe you're trying to just get a better alternative to something super sweet like like an ice cream store or or restaurant but it is ultimately the best option out there for you for meal replacements uh swinging on by and getting something great to rule the day cam you said six out of seven days i'm gonna hold you to it i'm actually going to contact the owners good and make sure that you are 100 abiding by that facts and otherwise i'm gonna come back on this podcast and blast you so i'm not scared I'm not scared at all. I'm I'm locked in. He's that confident. Rule the day, baby. (laughs) 660 Carlisle Avenue or over on Namioki Road in Granite City or any St. Louis area Smoothie King. All right. Cameron? It's time. The day of reckoning has come. Final thoughts and obliteration (sighs) of Argyle. Yeah, so in all seriousness, this is a bad movie. Um the one redeeming quality was I went with my mom. Me and my mom uh, have have always bonded over action movies, spy movies, anything that's like gonna like anything that's gonna get you fired up. That's gonna be like intense. Those are the kind of movies we like. And so I went with my mom, and it was enjoyable going to the movies. Always enjoyable going to the movies, especially when you have somebody to go with you. And so that was nice. Everything else was terrible, um, and I felt bad because. You know, every week I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to the movies. You know, I put a little put a little text in the group chat for the family to see if anybody's available. And my mom was available this time. And I was like, awesome. It'll be great. I have somebody to go with. And then I had to take her to that garbage. <laughs> and I, like, was literally like, sorry, mom. I'm really sorry. I didn't know anything about this movie going into it. Sorry this was so bad. Um, so, yeah, I think there's not much to, more to be said other than what's been said. It's the most disheartening thing about this movie is that in the beginning, um, and I'll, I'll do this without spoiling 
there is a scene that looks the very first scene of the movie is like this big spy set piece um, with Henry Cavill and Dua Lipa actually and John Cena and others and it looks dreadful yeah just terrible the CGI is shockingly terrible and bad mm-hmm. but then something happens that makes you go oh that was a a joke, mm-hmm. right? They were, that's part of the tone. That's part of the, it was intentional. Yes. And you're like, whew, thank goodness. Only to be obliterated once more by figuring out that the rest of the CGI in the movie also looks like that. And yeah, people will say like, oh, well, that's Matthew Vaughn's, you know, aesthetic or something. Wrong. No. I have seen no. Kingsman and there are some awesome action set pieces in that movie and the tone of that movie allows them to be absurd but still look great and be fun and it's it's all a balancing act. The tone and the balance in this movie is so out of whack and the CGI regardless of what the tone of this movie would have would have been would, does not work. It's horrible. It, it's so bad at times particularly in the latter third that it is just shocking. And the performances are terrible. The script is so bad. So even if you, ha- I mean, you have a lot of good actors in this movie. Poor Sam Rockwell. I mean, like he just could not. He he was trying his best, right? But he couldn't save this thing. Nobody could have saved this thing. So Matthew Vaughn has the ability to be a good director, but he's racking up a couple movies in a row here that are just not good. And I'm wondering where the magic has gone because I didn't even like Kingsman, the golden circle, which is the second movie in the series. And, um, this, I mean, this is a really bad entry, so I don't know what's happening. This was not it. I'm giving it a 1.3 out of 10. 1.3 out of 10. I mean, that's generous. I would, you're going sub one. <laughs> Are you going sub one, Kirk? I don't know. I think that's unheard of. I don't think that's been done. I don't. It has not been done uh, to date. Our lowest score was for a little film called The Kitchen. Oh, what did I give The Kitchen? So for The Kitchen, you gave it a one point seven. Ooh, ouch! So this is lower. This is the lowest. Wow. I gave it a two for The Kitchen back in the day. Not to be confused with the new action film or mafia film that just dropped on Netflix, it's also, also called, called the, kitchen. the Kitchen. This this movie is worse than The Kitchen. Yeah, that's what twenty nineteen. That's that's the line. That's the line. Like, is it worse? I think it is. It is worse for you. I don't know. I don't know for me. We're going to about to find out. So a couple of other things I'd like to obliterate this film on. Again, sorry, movie, not a film. Um, there's, a, there's a joke, question mark, that Sam Rockwell says, uh, just in passing, if, like a scene filler. He says, French people give me the crepes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really bad. It's an actual line of dialogue <laughs> in this film with the book rights movie. purchased. <laughs> thank you. With the book rights purchased for $200 million from Taylor Swift, allegedly, allegedly. Um, there's a fight scene between, uh, like a friendly kind of training scene uh, fought on the grounds of Sam Jackson's land uh, between Sam Rockwell and Miss Bryce Dallas Howard. Terrible. Absolutely garbage. The Doesn't make any actor. sense. And then there's a moment where I think that the entire hair makeup and costume team Woo! should never work in Hollywood again. There's a single singular moment in which Bryce Dallas Howard steps out of 
uh, a car and she looks like an SNL parody of Adele with the costume and the wig she has on. It's absolutely so frustrating to to have someone of Hollywood status look the way that she looks in this scene and for the for other parts of the film they need to be fired. It's just, it's unacceptable. What's also ironic about this very moment that we're recording is that Cam has a Jurassic World Dominion poster just off stage left, and I'm staring at Bryce Dallas Howard as I say this. I <laughs> the just hatred is her. just welling, not for her, but for, yes, I, yes. She has been watching us this whole time, and now I'm now I'm seeing I'm have a little bit of a uh, little bit of guilt. Yeah. not a lot, but a little bit. Also, it's on the in the corner, not hanging on the wall. Just so you guys know, I, I, I've been trying to get rid of this poster forever. <laughs> if anybody wants it, comment below, please. <laughs> it's yours immediately. <laughs> I will ship it to you. I don't care. So, is this movie worse than The Kitchen? For me, I think the kitchen is worse. Oh. But not by a lot. For me today, Argyle gets a 2.1 out of 10 kernels. Wow, you called my score generous. <laughs> you called my score generous. I know. But then I had to rethink uh, quickly the, the entire <laughs> film of The Kitchen yeah. with Elizabeth Moss ran back in my head, and I said, no, that movie doesn't deserve to be in existence. <laughs> <laughs> And one day we'll retcon these scores and it will get like a 0.0005. I thought you were going sub one for sure. So good job. Good on you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this special episode of us totally just annihilating this movie that should have had a lot more eyes on it uh, and a lot more control and possibly not written by Taylor Swift because yikes. If the book is as bad as the movie then the book is very bad. And maybe this hurts the sales of the book. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it does. I really hope it, it should. does. It should. Yeah, they deserve that. I hope it does. Well, tell us what you thought. Did you enjoy this movie? Did you equally hate it as much as Cam and I? Very clearly we did. Um, we also will just tell you uh, openly that if you ever want to talk all about this movie on Discord, we can create even a special channel so Sa- no one else can We can create a safe spoiled. space, yeah. <laughs> we would love to chat about you, chat with it about you. I can't even speak anymore. Chat um, about it with you. <laughs> I'm so mixed up because I'm so upset about... I understand. People get paid to make this art, in full quotes, and we are here, and we could have written something way better, and we could have actually been consultants on this movie, like I've said time and time again. Call us up. We could at least have fired the right people. Yes. Yeah. I feel confident in our ability to be like, that is bad. You're fired. Mm-hmm. I really do think that 100% we could redirect the whole film uh, to say, great, we're your consultants. This was bad. This was bad. This was bad. This was bad. You're fired. You're fired. You're hired and put it in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't be worse. I guess we just need to be producers. That's what producers, producers do. Producers, it's way better. It's you don't have to better. actually do anything. Yeah. You just boss people around That's and fire right. people. Yeah. Well, coming to you soon, Popcorn for Breakfast, producer branch. We will someday find the money and make the movies. We want to give another giant shout out over to Smoothie King, local area Smoothie King in St. Louis area. Smoothie King, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for Ryan Spriggs, our executive producer, and the band Rhetoric for this fantastic music. We will see you next time. Peace.